It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. Yes, this is still a thing that, uh, you know, gets published that we do. Sorry. Listen, listen, I'm sorry. Life, man, life. I've got interviews that are plotted out for forever, but the news, that's what we'd like to do. You can't do news in the future. If I could, that would make me some sort of profit, I suppose. And that's not what I would like. I'm joined by Megan the Mitch Mitchell. Would you like to be a prophet, Megan? No. No? Prophet? Not even. No. Nope. Not even sort of. How I about mean, maybe... a god? Would you like to be okay. a god? Well, there's debate about that. If um, someone <laughs> asks you if you're a god, you say yes. I need to. Watch. I like unto it, you know. Okay. But no, I I could be a prophetess of my own life. Okay. Okay. And of Good. my household. Yeah. But that's about where I draw the line, or okay. my calling, I guess. But yeah. I I draw the line there. Okay. Okay. Too All much. Right. Too much pressure. Yeah. Uh, what's new in the uh, household of the Mitchells, the Mitches? Hmm. Meet the Mitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to hear my new food obsession? Um, Let me. I just ate. And yeah, I would. I would like okay. to hear that. OK, so my new uh, I guess you could call it a fixation. OK, Um, this is my undiagnosed ADHD brain talking. Sure. You know, you sure. fixate on things. Lavash bread. You I don't even know what it? that is. Okay, so I didn't either, but it's like almost like a tortilla, like a cross between a tortilla and a flatbread. Okay, so right? like non? It's like thinner than that. Okay. It's like the thickness of like a whole wheat tortilla. Okay. But it's super high in protein because it's all like sprouted grains and stuff. Okay. But I've been doing everything with it. Like, so I'm I'm in this you Take it on right a walk? Now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We we got like hit the ball around. Yeah, listen, um, when when my husband isn't emotionally open, I sit down with the uh, with the lavash the bread that comes in loaves. No, no, you get like a bag that has like four pieces of flatbread in it. Okay, okay. and they're huge. They're huge. They're like a foot and a half long. No, yeah, like a foot and a half long by like eight inches. So they're Each? they're large. Okay. But here's the thing. So I'm in this position right now. I may have seen myself in a swimsuit over the weekend, and I was like, oh. hmm. Maybe I need to adjust some things with my diet. And I'm not like really big on calorie restriction, but I am like trying to fuel my body in ways that are healthy, right? Mm -hmm. You have a wife who's a nutritionist or dietitian, right? Yes. She probably gets that. Yes, 100%. Um, and I get it. Yeah. And yeah, I get yeah. it by, <laughs> <laughs> by extension. By extension. Right? And so like typically I like fast food and I love Taco Bell, but I can't eat Taco Bell and like, enjoy looking at myself in a swimsuit like it's mm. they're too disparate so i've been making crunch wrap supremes with it and mm. it's amazing today i made a wrap sandwich with it i was like oh i could probably do like a quick little pizza anyway get them at walmart they're like for the if you use the full wrap like the full flatbread mm -hmm. it's like 160 calories which yeah but there's six grams of protein in it there you go. And so you add some chicken on there and you've got your 20 grams for your meal. And it's like, like quick and easy. And I can put together a Crunchwrap Supreme on my stove in like five minutes. Rocking her macros, the Mitch. Watch out, everybody. Mm -hmm. Getting stronger. And counting Getting and rocking. Strong. I always, uh, when I feel really uh, particularly bad about the way that I eat, mm -hmm. I have to stop myself and I say, fuel, not food. Yes. That's how I, that's how I recorrect myself. Yeah, and most of the I time I end that. up just still eating the thing anyway, but I try and at least have that stop thought of like, it's fuel, not food. Nah. Yep. Okay, I'll have some more ice cream. 
But hey, you know what? Like the Lord loves efforts. So, sure, you know, sure. most, mostly he mostly. mostly loves efforts. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some things where he's like, man, I don't, I don't know that we call that an effort, pal. Still loves, right. but doesn't yeah. recognize it as an effort. It's like, still love you, but come on, let's, let's shoot each Get other. It together, right Get, Get it together, Richie. Get it together, Richie. So, uh, well, cool. I'm glad. Lavash? Lavosh? Lavash. L-A-V-A-S-H. So okay. like I bought some today because I had run out and I bought uh -huh. some more at the, the store and I made a wrap sandwich that had like whipped cream, cream cheese on it and then uh -huh. some turkey, okay. lettuce some Havarti cheese. There you go. And it was delicious. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. So, so good. So yeah. Well, and then what I do, so then I go to Costco, right. Uh -huh. And I found these little single servings of grilled chicken oh, Okay. that you just freeze. And so sure. like, if I'm making a crunch wrap Supreme, like I lay out my lavash and put the sour cream and the cheese and everything while the, while I defrost the chicken on the stove, then put it on, wrap it all up, put it on the stove one more time. And I've got this amazing um it's a it's supreme. a bougie crunch wrap supreme a little bit yeah a little yeah. bit but uh, i save on the calories yeah and you get the, so, those grams of protein go macros uh i tell yeah. you what and since we're talking about things like little uh life hacks things that we mm -hmm. uh that make our life easier i can't remember what i called them in the last episode making it sound like it would be a feature that i'd they were like life-changing things yeah is it life-changing yeah life yeah. uh the uh, rotisserie chicken that they take off of the chickens and like put them into bags or mm -hmm. I can't remember how they distribute that at the Costco. That's life changing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is a meal prep in in like everything. Yeah. Sprinkle some of that on the top of your salad. Boom. You get a, uh -huh. bo a bottle of uh, tikka masala and you just dump the, the chicken into a warm thing of tikka masala. Boom. You just made Indian food. Throw it on a quesadilla. Yep. Tacos. Boom. You just made uh, Mexican food. Ish. <laughs> you throw it uh you you put some white wine the alcohol bakes out everybody of and course. some mushrooms and then you got uh whatever that's called the chicken Marsala? and mushrooms no what's it called with no. the uh, chicken and mushrooms and... i don't eat i don't eat mushrooms so is I have it no Marsala? Idea. just regular i think Marsala? so i think it is i think so yeah so you can have your tikka masala or your not tikka no tikka <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this to share, and then we'll take a break and get into news. In the third block, by the way, Nate Eaton comes in and talks uh, about uh, where we're at in the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell case uh, with the closing of Lori Vallow's case and the uh, kind of hiatus until we get to um, Chad's case. He talks all about what that means, talk about sentencing and all that. That's coming up in the third block. Huge shout out to him. Stick around for that. Uh, but this, I went up to Montana, Helena, to see the uh, Helena Montana open house. Uh, that Did you love to see the temple, Richie? Uh, listen, I already went there someday. It was actually yeah, a Monday. It was a Monday. <laughs> so uh, a few a few sort of observational things, and then we'll get serious. Okay. Uh, one, the uh, so I thought that this was interesting. Um, in the baptistry, you know how that typically. Uh, the baptistry is on the back of 12 oxen, as in the 12 tribes of Israel. Yes, I'm familiar. There's only nine. What? Yep. How did that happen? I don't know. And I don't know. I don't, I, 
here was the thing uh, that sort of kind of a, this is an intermixing of a spiritual thing, but the people that told me about the baptistry were mm-hmm. ironic priesthood holder gentlemen between the ages of 12 and 14. So they were not going to field my question with they any They did not have of, the inside yeah, yeah. information. I just was okay. like, thank you for telling me about the baptistry. <laughs> is there anyone that can tell me why we only have nine of the tribes? Are they forgotten? Is this a yeah. Indiana Jones adventure? What's going on? Uh, but I am curious about that. That was an observation. Okay, somebody uh, in the hall who's from Helena, reach out to Richie. Contact yeah, at theculturalhall.com. Well, and I've got family up there, but that's a whole different story why we didn't talk about <laughs> it. Um, so that was one thing. The second observation, so uh, you know how, um, like in uh, Jordan River Temple, we're sort of spoiled here in the state of Utah, uh, you, mm-hmm. you get to go into essentially like the chapel and then um, and then you would go and change or let me I'm thinking about order of this. You can go and sort of wait and then you go and change and then you go through and do whatever you're doing at the temple. Well, yeah. the Helena temple does not have that. Hmm. So when you are waiting, there is a determined room in the stake center that shares the parking lot with the temple that essentially serves as the like waiting place before you go over for your session and get changed and do the temple work. They don't have that space in the Helena temple. Hmm. Interesting. So I thought, I thought that was curious. Is it because of the size? Like is the Helena yes. temple super 100%. small? It's a hundred percent because of the size. Okay. Um, I thought it was also interesting to note. Uh, and I don't know if it was because it was the open house or if this is because this is the way we're going. Cause when they built the Helena temple, there used to be a stake center there and they raised it and then built mm-hmm. a new stake center and then the temple. So everything's okay. brand new, including the chairs in that room. And they were okay. soft and comfortable and thick and handsome looking chairs. Nice. So I'm curious to know if this is where the church is headed with its chairs. I, yeah. I, need, I feel like I need to know. I want to know. Mm. Contact at the like chairs throughout all of the buildings. Like, is that I what didn't you're go meaning? in the other parts of the building because they are very quick to be like, we are going in here, we are going there. That was another observation that I thought was uh, actually I was pretty proud of. We mm. went on a Monday in the middle of the day. Still, school was still in. All the things there was gobs of people there. That's awesome. Families, people coming from all over the place to come and see this temple. It was super cool. Cool. Uh. One thing that made me sort of chuckle, and we do this all the time within the church, but I just have to call it out because I thought it was so funny. So we pull up and we're going to park and the woman stops us. It's very apparent where you go, right? You turn in and then you park and then you go like there's like there there was not an absence of signage at all. (laughs) Right. Over signage, perhaps. Of course. And the woman says, all right, you need to park over there. And then follow that sign in there and go that and and I'm like, okay, okay. So she's, you're going to come in here and then you're going to park, but don't try and come back out this way. Then you'll park over there and then you'll go in that building there and then you'll come over here and then you'll be able to go over there and then you'll be able to come in. But don't try and come back this same way (laughs) that you've come right now. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I mean, I got it after the first time, but we're we're three, four times in on this thing. You telling me to make sure how to do it. And uh, so we do it, of course. I behave. I, you know, follow. Yeah, you followed the rules. And, and, but I couldn't help it. Uh, and this yeah. is the type of person that I am. We're walking uh, out and we sort of have to cross, not paths with her, but sort of adjacent to her. Sure. 
And as I'm walking back to my car, I say, hey, is it possible for me to just come out where you're at and be able to? And my wife hits me and she sort of gets that she had just, it, it was an abundance of like authority that she felt and, yeah. and bless her for yeah. doing it right. Because if there were, if there were way more people, it would be a cluster Chaos. at the point that people start coming a different way and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure that that's what had happened. I'm sure mm -hmm. that that's what they stressed to her. I'm sure she just wanted to do a great job, but she did a really great job making sure that I didn't go. Well, so here's the thing. She, I'm going to call her sister Jones. Mm -hmm. She must have a calling in her ward. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's ministering, like over ministering. Mm -hmm. And they have a hundred percent. Sure. Because she's not going to let it slide. And they That's were like, right. who's going to man this entrance and make sure it does not become an exit? Sister, Sister Jones. Jones. She's on it. Yep. yep. She, she was the one they knew. <laughs> so so uh, other things, and I'll probably get into this a little bit in the next temple ticker with Corey, so I won't go too much. But the uh, that temple, of course, is the first temple to be this modular temple where they build yeah. most of the temple elsewhere and then sort of assemble it like Legos. That's crude yeah. way of explaining it. But no, that's, that's what, what I've do. been thinking the whole time is Legos. Yep. Yeah. There's a cool. big instruction manual. Yeah, it's cool. And you wouldn't know. Yeah. So some people have that's been awesome. like, does it look like a module? No, looks like a beautiful... Cool you know, house of the Lord, which was cool. Uh, yeah. my, uh, wife, so she came with me, not a member of the church. I make her go to right. all the temple things with me. We try and get as many pictures in front of temples as we can. Cause that's for me. She's darling, by the way, you sent me a picture and she is so cute. Thank you. Uh, so we do the tour and she is one that wants facts on the tour. Mm -hmm. She wants to know Makes this sense. is this, and this is how this, and this, this, and um, there's sort of that moment, and and we know how this goes, where people want to um, bear testimony and they want to share their feelings. Right. And she's like, yeah, and this is white, and I feel like white is, and so the woman kind of goes like that. And my wife's like, listen, if it's symbolically white, tell me that it's symbolically white. But if you just feel that your white is your favorite color, I don't want that to be a part of a factual tour. I thought that was kind of a <laughs> funny thing for her to, to, to raise sort of an issue about. But the other thing... Mm -hmm. Super quick. I would have oh, hoped, okay. and, and I'm going to do Saratoga Springs here before it closes up. Uh, but it it was not, when we did Payson as uh, part of the Culture Hall, whenever that was years ago, mm -hmm. yeah. and the, did the Payson Temple Open House, like they were like, and, and if you look in the intricate of the woodwork, you can see the apple blossoms because this used right. to be apple farms. And, you know, and then there's this, and this picture here was painted by this person. And the reason why this is, no. Nope. None of it. Nope. Mm -hmm. The baptistry, we believe in being able to do the work for those that aren't able to do the work. Next room. Like Move it's, along. It's, <laughs> it was very concise. And I missed that. I'm not, yeah. I don't know if it was just like the staffing of the people that were there for that particular day, particular time. Sure. Or if like, you know, for they whatever. Shortened the script. Yeah. 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 So, so there's that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think I think that that's all it, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, life changing thing. Are you ready for Let's this? I'm here. I'm ready. Th this is my two life changing things for the week. Okay. One from the month of uh, June. That is June mm -hmm. 2023 to the month of uh, September 1st. So Labor Day, essentially Memorial sure. Day, Labor Day. I will be practicing the um, Latin American and uh, Spanish tradition of siesta. I love this for you. So I am going to get up super early, okay, like, like abhorredly early, okay. Work real hard, do the things, 
And then uh, about, you know, 11, 12, I'm going to nap a couple hours in the middle of the afternoon and then get up and do the rest of the stuff. So I'm excited about that. Life hack. I'll let you know how that goes. I'm excited to hear it. Uh, And then the second thing, this won't take place for a few months. So bated breath, everyone. And if you've done something like this before, let me know. uh, Contact at theculturalhall.com. I am going to employ the the Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg uh, line of fashion. Oh, yeah. So Steve Jobs known for just having the, uh, you know, the black turtleneck and mom turtleneck. Yep. And then uh, Zuckerberg always the uh, hoodie. You know, mm-hmm. basic. He has a couple things, and that's it, right? Yep. Freeze your brain up for other stuff. I, in the year 2024, have decided it is the year of coveralls for me. I love it. I love it. My grandpa was a coverall gentleman. Lots of people's grandpas, I think, become yep. coverall gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it a year uh, or ten or twenty early, and I'm just going to see if I if I like it. Listen, you don't have to worry about matching your outfits and making sure that they coordinate. I'm I'm here for it. I actually have a pair of coveralls that I love. Sure. They're so comfortable. Okay. It's a utility jumpsuit. That's sure. what they call it on Amazon for the sure. fashionable ladies. But it is so stupid comfortable. And I can dress it up and dress it down. You sure. know, I, I'm, oh, will you extend this to the temple and get a white one piece for when you go and do endowments? Like I don't already have a white <laughs> one piece for the temple. <laughs> I'm the guy who on my mission, even though onesie garments were still like were a thing of the much past on the first night with the new companion, I would put on the one piece garments because (laughs) missionaries would often just be in their garments and I would get the looks of, wait, what what are you, why would you wear that? Why are you? You're like, look, I look like a 20 year old dude on the outside, but inside I'm like 85. I'm like a grumpy old man. Yeah. But, but to your point, uh, like you have one set of coveralls. That's not the thing. That's not what I'm talking right. about. I'm not just right. going to buy a bunch of coveralls and be like, oh, I'll filter this in. I am committing I love this. to accept for events that I'm working that I have to wear something that is not coveralls. Coveralls. That's it. Do it. I'm going to. I'm so excited for this. You yep. should start like a whole Instagram account, like Richie and his coveralls. Done. You know, the Do thing it. is they have the uh, the short pants, short sleeve coveralls. Yeah. I haven't found any that I think would cover garments, which is sort of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's more like romper territory. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. Yeah. And that's that's a that's whole no other thing. Yeah. yeah. So going back to your siesta plan. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, over in Rome, they mm-hmm. shut down the temple for like three hours for siesta time. And uh-huh. like they don't advertise that at all. Oh. Like you have no idea. So like when my husband and I were there, we got there and we were like, oh, we're going to do the the um, visitor center first and then we'll go over to the temple. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were telling the sisters our plan and talking to them. And they were like, after they gave us like a tour, they're like, oh, you wanted to do a session at the temple, didn't you? And we're like, yeah, we would really like to. And they're like, run, run now, because they will close the doors, lock it, nobody in for hours. Um, and you, you won't make it if you don't get over there. We got over there. We were still too late, but they let us do one ceiling. Oh, cool. We we did one total ceiling in the Rome temple, but yeah, they like lock it down. Everybody Hmm. leaves. I mean, every, all of the temple workers, they hop in their cars or their taxis and they go home. So for anybody traveling to Rome, just know if you go in the middle of the day, you might have trouble doing a session. I'm I'm all in on it. I'm all in on it. Let's take a break. I'm sold. When we come back, let's do actual articles of news. 
bestdjinutah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these, and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country, uh, but especially here in Utah. Been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the Cultural Hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the Cultural Hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a Cultural Hall discount. Uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity. I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Hi, friends. Dan, the laptop man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop, and they start at only $29 a month. And it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here in the second block of Articles of News, you know it. We do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. I'll take the first one. Uh, these are in no particular order except how they come up in the Word document that I copy and paste all this stuff. Uh, there are new uh, folks that have been called to be the historic directors of historic Kirtland. Way to go to the barracks. And there was a big uh, um, you know, article all about who, who and and where they come from. He used to be the uh, tabernacle at Temple Square's manager. And uh, he talks about how they're excited to be able to get the word out about uh, historic Kirtland. And I'm here for it. That's it. Awesome. That's as quick as that story is. Boom. One, done. Yours. All right. So there is a food truck in Portland, Oregon that I am so excited about. It's called Ruthie's. And okay. they specialize in cuisine that is latter-day saint inspired so the guys who own it they're from ogden and they moved up to portland and they took all of their grandma's recipes from like her ward cookbooks and they opened a food truck they the one thing that they are kind of known for they make these amazing rolls that are basically like lion house rolls yeah and um a refined version of funeral potatoes which I'm like, come on, funeral potatoes are like the most refined dish. Sure, but you're it up culture. with some lavash. Right, exactly. exactly. You're made in the shade. Um, broccoli and cheddar casserole. So mm. here's why I'm excited about this. I'm from Portland. Okay. I'm a Latter-day Saint. It's like the two worlds colliding, right? And I'm going to Oregon in um, June for family reunion. Okay. And I'm hoping that either on my way into town or on my way out, we can drive through and visit this um, food truck because it well, sounds awesome. Here's the deal. Hope not do or do not. That's True. what I'm saying. Either Thank do you, it or yeah. don't do it. Don't tell me yeah. to do it. Do it or don't okay. do it. We're going to do it. And okay. I'm going to make my husband listen to this episode so that he okay. knows the plan that um, it'll, it'll probably have to be on our way out of town coming back to Utah. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. The guy who owns it, um, last name is Moore. What's a uh, Colin Moore. So he's from Ogden and it sounds like he wasn't really ever a practicing member of the church. His grandma mm -hmm. definitely was. Mm -hmm. um, but this is just kind of his way of latching on to his heritage, the things he found comfort in, you know, sure. um, and grandma Ruth has given her stamp of approval. I'm glad she you know that that's her name it. because it's a right. terrible, it's a terrible name if right. grandma's name isn't Ruth. 
exactly right exactly yeah um but he's got like a big bushy beard sleeves of tattoos so not your typical latter-day saint look or vibe which mm-hmm. is fine we're mm-hmm. all about broadening the stakes anyway so sure. um but yeah i am excited to try the food it looks amazing there's pictures in this article um but yeah maybe you should get them in the cultural hall that's Richie. what that i was just an interesting conversation but i want to know if the food's any good so you go to portland yeah. If you think it's good, hey, I work with this thing. They want to talk to you, make the connection, and we'll do it. And that may be the first one that you actually connect me to that I follow (laughs) through and actually do. Inside joke for Megan the Mitch. For anybody in our text chain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was interesting. You talked about expanding the uh, stakes of Zion. There's two new branches that are created in Louisa. It's the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Uh, This was pretty cool. There, um, let me get to the actual story. Uh, this guy, brother Willie Kamuanza, he walked 200 kilometers from Luiza, and I'm probably saying that incorrectly, to Kananga in 2010 to be baptized. So it's this amazing uh, gentleman. He is now the leader, I want to say branch president of this particular place, but two new branches in Africa. Here is what I wish we had more of, or like an official person. I know the church news does a pretty good job about being able to do this, but I wish that there was a little bit more of a face on this of someone who would update like monthly, like they do with the temple square renovation. That's like, here are all the awesome things that are going on with the church on the continent of Africa. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we do our best, but that's not what it is. But cool, two new branches and an amazing story about this guy who was like, I feel so passionately about that. 220 kilometers is what? Like, uh, I don't even uh, know. Because 5K, I mean, it's easily like like, uh, um, 100 plus miles. Three, six friends, probably. Yeah. 100 plus miles. That's a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) But you've got mathematicians listening who are like, yeah. They're much. like, hey, guys, you can Google how many 220 <laughs> kilometers are and it'll give you an answer that quick. So I feel like that would take some prep work that neither sure. one of us are willing to do. We did not do. No. Uh, but cool to know about those two new branches down there. What, well, uh, and it what sounds else? like, sorry, can I go back to that really yes, fast? Please. It sounds yeah. like the church in like specifically in the Democratic Republic of the Congo is kind of exploding because didn't they get their, so they had a temple dedicated not too recently right with uh elder not renland. too distant you mean yeah not yeah. too distant mm-hmm. um elder renland dedicated it i think and isn't there another one that's been announced uh i want to say so and then there's also there's uh i think the republic of the congo and the democratic oh, republic right. of the congo so that also might but, but it, that could be confusing as i understand it they're like a river apart from each other they're just right. two different countries um, right. But that might also be where it's like, geez, everyone's talking Congo all the time. It is that is two different con- countries. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, so 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 that's exciting. I love to hear right. about that growth. What uh, what is your next story? Well, I'm going to take us to Africa again. Okay. So um, a missionary, uh, Elder Braden Call, he's serving in Ghana. He happened to be walking down the street and he saw a little kid wearing a baseball jersey from. Caldwell, Idaho. And that's where Elder Call is from. He's from Caldwell, Idaho. And he kind of did a double take. He's like, but turns out this uh, jersey belonged to his cousin, Cedric Call, who had donated it to the DI in -hmm. Nampa, Idaho. And it ended up in in Ghana 
And it's like the exact jersey. Like even in this article, there's pictures of it comparing. Like it's the jersey that his sure. cousin wore. And he was just like going nuts, like going crazy seeing this. And his companion was like, uh, what's going on, Elder? Uh, yeah. I don't understand. Well, it turns out this happened to him. He saw this all at a time during his mission when he was really struggling. He was mm. he was homesick. He was just kind of not feeling at his best as a missionary. And that was, you know, the the tender mercy or maybe the, li- the little lesson. What? Oh. what? I've heard of that podcast, the Little Me Lessons too. podcast available wherever you get the culture hall. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, shameful, so, yeah. by the way. Some people will say shameless. That was not shameless at all. That was shameful, but go so on. So shameful. It's fine. Um, I need those uh, download numbers to to creep up a little bit. So, but um, but yeah, no, it's just a, a really great gift from Heavenly Father to send him to be like, hey, Elder, I'm aware of you. I'm, we're, you're doing great. That's I awesome. love you. That's a great story. I love those kind of feature stories. Sometimes we don't get into them too much because they're not super newsy here in the cultural hall. Right. And you have to give so much context around them that you're like, what am I doing? I'm reading this thing. Or right. we should just have this person in to tell the story. But I really uh, I really appreciate that. And it brings up another thing, another uh, living your best life. What am I calling it? Uh, life-changing. I, life-changing. I like living, living your best life. I like that. Okay. You know. It, don't worry, I won't remember living your best life by the next episode, <laughs> so it'll call it'd be called something else. But if you have a Deseret Industries anywhere near you as you listen to this, even if you're like, uh, these clothes, there's nothing good about these clothes at all, or like they're torn a little bit, or any anything like that, so long as they're not like rat infested or something, <laughs> you know, crazy, take yeah. them to the DI because they yeah. some of the things that they do with like um, those shirts or like uh, different kinds of materials, like they, they make mattresses, they can make right. all sorts of things, like things that you wouldn't even expect. Right. Rather than toss it in the garbage, let them toss it in the garbage. They have the capacity to do so much more with it, more than you could ever imagine. Absolutely. There's living your best life. And if you shop at the Deseret Industries and you're a female, go and buy their men's jeans and their men's shorts. Okay. Because oh. the pockets are bigger. Uh, perfect. And they're longer. No, I'm serious. Like, I hardly ever wear women's jeans anymore. Sure. But you could also just go to a store that isn't a Deseret Industries and buy man. But, but if you buy them at the DI, they're already worn in and comfortable. Okay. Okay. And I would so. like to heretofore called man pants mance. Can we make that happen? <laughs> Done. Perfect. Uh, this story, uh saw this. Um in a magazine in, in uh, Utah called Q Salt Lake uh, about David Archuleta's mother. Uh, this was a follow-up. Obviously, we know that um, David Archuleta uh, stepped away from uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, but now his mom has as well. Um, there is an article where she she talks all about um, just being, you know, a, a lover and supporter of her child. Um one day he reset, this is her words, we received a letter at my house. It was sent by a group named Mama Dragons, which we've actually had here in the cultural hall before. It was a heart attack of beautiful letters from mom, mothers of the LGBTQ community in support of David coming out. It was a beautiful thing for me to share this moment with him because I felt that these were moms with whom I could relate and who were walking the same journey for for quite some time. I had just started mine and it was all new to me. I was surprised to see that there were so many of them. She goes on to talk about uh, 
well, we'll go here. She says, sadly, I've seen many cases of family and friends who won't talk to you anymore because you leave the church. If you're one of them, I totally understand if you choose to do the same with me. I've walked in your shoes before. I know how much pain it causes to hear the news, but I'm on a new journey now. I feel it has been an awakening in my life, and I'm finally ready to move on. Love you all. So that's from David Archuleta's mom, which, by the way, on a complete side note, mm-hmm. you do not say anything about David Archuleta on Facebook or you will face no, the you wrath of people. Uh, it, we did it on the cultural hall. Here's the deal. You might think, oh, he maybe he stepped on a hornet's nest, something around the LGBTQ community and David yep. Archuleta. That is not what I did. Uh, tell me his name, the guy who just won American Idol. Is it? Uh... Mm, Ian. I, I wasn't sure if it was E-M, Eon. It was I-A-M uh-huh. is, is his first Tongi? name. Is that it? Yeah, Tongi. Yeah. Yeah. And he go, I think he goes by Tongi. Uh, sure. We should, we should know that as we're... Don't worry. We're not doing that news story. We're doing this one about David. Cool. So, uh, so he won. Mm-hmm. And I decided as a glib, I took two seconds to sort of, you know, think of the comment. I posted a link to the article and I said, take that, David Archuleta, because as people will remember, David Archuleta, not the actual winner of American Idol, but was- Or the masked singer. Yeah, or the masked singer. Yeah. Uh, But runner up in both both accounts, I think, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So always a bridesmaid, never a bride, David Archuleta. Yeah. Uh, and, and I said, yeah, take that, David Archuleta, to which people came out in droves. Take what? I can't believe. Why can't we celebrate the uh, creative endeavors of two people? Why does it have to be one person over another person? Blah, 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 blah. And, and I sort of let things like that kind of simmer because whatever. Sure. I, I don't care too much. But yeah. after like the third or fourth day and people were still commenting, I was like, it is clear to me that people that follow this page, some of you may not listen to the show that we do because this is on brand for the show that we do. Absolutely. <laughs> and you would not be thinking that I'm putting someone down, that I can't celebrate the art, that I if you knew anything about the brand of what we do. And so yep. people just got mad. I I posted, hey, it's all a joke. Well, maybe it wasn't funny. Did you ever think? And then I was just like, Oh yeah, that's why. That's why I don't post. That's why I don't <laughs> react to comments on uh, yeah. Facebook. So good times. Good so times. Congratulations. Well, Take that, David Archuleta. Yep, absolutely. So I have a question about that story about David and his mom. Okay. So David, uh, he took a step back from the church, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they've ever been very specific. Like, is he going full like name off the records? And that may that's probably none of my business. But like, his sure. mom was very upfront. That that was the that was the direction she was going, you know. She it's said interesting. she's just like it, interesting because I don't know that I got that like that she's and and at that point well, you're sort of she said hair. she wrote she wrote a letter to her bishop, and I thought that the, I thought that I was reading that it went on to the higher ups, and I could be totally wrong. So I could I stand corrected if I'm if I'm wrong. Well. And and I think it would be interesting to know, too, because you can, in fact, write letters to those folks all the time. And I right. I, I would think knowing the um, the type of mom that she has demonstrated herself to be to mm-hmm. write something of a letter that would be like, listen, you guys embraced my son when he was this, when he right. served a mission and did this. And now he is this. 
Yeah. Likely always was, right? Right, right. Um, but, but you embraced him then, and now you have not embraced who he is now. Can't you please? Isn't there something, you know, I could see that being a letter too. Right. So often I think we associate letter with, please take my names off the record. Right. But I haven't right. seen anything formal, not from him or from her. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. But, but I mean, all... not cool. Not a cool situation. I hope yeah. that they are both happy and find fulfillment in the direction that they're choosing to go, which is their, that's their life, their yeah. decision. Yeah. The cool, cool, obviously the uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, right. Or is it? Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, it would actually be terrible, terrible, but it just doesn't have the same, right. doesn't exactly. have the same ring off the tongue. We've only exactly. got a couple more minutes. Where did you want to go? Okay. So uh, Utah Republican, Chris Stewart, Oh, yeah. Um, he is resigning from his seat in Congress um, because of he needs to support his wife in some health challenges. And no article that I've read has actually said what those health challenges are, which is fine. None of my business. But um, yeah, he just says it's it's time for me to to take a step back and, and be with her and support her. He says, I can say with pride that I have been an effective leader for my beloved home state. And I'm honored to have played an important role in guiding our nation through some troubled times but my wife's health concerns have made it necessary that I retire from Congress after an orderly transition can be ensured. Um, Utah law states that now Governor Cox will call a special election. Mm -hmm. um, and that needs to happen uh, more than 90 days after, wait, the general special election has to be more than 90 days after the primary special election. So they'll have an election and then like a primary and then then a general election. Um, and then, um, yeah, I have no idea about Congressman Stewart's pedigree, like his his biography. Yeah, Air, Air Force, Force veteran. Air Force veteran. He's written like 17 books. Um, and he has like speed records for his flights, which is incredible. Um, but he is on two, he sits on two very coveted committees, the House Intelligence Committee and the House Appropriations Committee. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin McCarthy is confident that the Republicans will keep that seat, will retain yeah. it. Because yeah. so. he looked at Utah and, and, it and was saw like, that yeah. Chris Stewart won his district by 25%. 25. Yeah. yeah. Just it's a solid bet. Solid yeah. bet. And I don't think in appointing the new person or having the election for the new appointee, I don't think that they're, I don't think that a Democrat even plays into it. I think it, it is, yeah, that's it's true. a primary of Republicans and then a general and, of, of Republicans. I don't think that uh, right. a Democrat that's fits true. into that. And and that particular election will only cover the rest of his term. Yes. So yep. uh, yeah. other thing about uh, Chris Stewart co-authored the book uh, about uh, Elizabeth Smart's kidnapping, which I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, and yeah. then he also was the representative that pushed through the um, is it 811 for mental so. health? Yeah, I think. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy, that member of the church who said, hey, let's do this. And then. He was the one who wrote the legislation to get it pushed through. So there you go. There you go. Lots awesome. of stories that we're not going to get to because of timing. Let's see here. Where do I want to go with this? Uh, nope, that's not where I want to go. I'm going to tell us all the places I don't want to go. Uh, I thought this was interesting. The Chosen. Mm -hmm. You're familiar? I am familiar. An official social media account for The Chosen defended the appearance of a rainbow-colored pride flag on the set of the crowdfunded show, claiming that the endorsement from at least one team member would not affect the theological rigor of the project. The Chosen, 
what we all know what it is. A recent mm-hmm. promotional video about season four included a brief shot in which a small pride flag can be seen. Uh, Turning Point USA contributor and former sports reporter John Root asked the chosen to explain the presence of the pride flag on explain set. Explain yourselves. And you can imagine that people were like, what? Oh, I can't. Are they going to what are they? Are they trying to sneak this? Well, ah. So uh, goes on to say, quote, just like with our hundreds of cast and crew who have different beliefs or no belief at all than we yeah. do. We will work with anyone on our show who helps us portray or honor the authentic Jesus, the statement said. We ask that audiences let the show speak for itself and focus on the message, not the messenger, because we will always let you down. And I appreciated that. Yeah. It's it's a shame that we have to, you know, do the whole thing, which is, yeah. oh, God, it's all right. We're still going to, okay, you know, all right. that junk. Yeah. But... I, I appreciate it, right? If you, put your, if you put your faith in man, man will always let you down, yep. unfortunately. Absolutely. Uh, do you have one last one? I'll let you have one last one, and then I'll take one last one. I have one last one. Okay. Um, If it would pull up. Please. Hang on. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Right. She's played with members of ACDC and the Killers. How Faith helped this teen drum her way to Harvard. So okay. Sophia Dejan, she is 17 years old. And the big, I mean, okay, the article, like the headline makes you think this is going to be all about music, right? And all of the people she's bumped arms with. But this is the cool part. This is the thing that I think is amazing. So she's going to Harvard um, and the Berkeley School of Music. And she's Which doing is there like, in Boston. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like ridiculously prestigious. She's going to be getting her um, bachelor's and her master's in music at Berkeley. So her bachelor's from Harvard, master's from Berkeley, and a full tuition scholarship. And I'm like, so this girl is like a prodigy mm-hmm. at the drums. You know, she's um, trained with literally the best drummers. And she plays some of the most difficult rock and roll pieces on the drums that you possibly can. Um, but the fact that she got into her major schools of choice with full ride scholarship, I mean, way, way impressive. She's got like tons of awards. Um, she's played with everybody. So congratulations. But has she played with Sophia. the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square? That's the big she question. She has not. Mm, okay. But she's played with Journey, The Killers, Tower of Power, the Saturday Night Live Band, ACDC, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, the Blues Brothers, and Genesis, which is interesting because isn't Phil Collins their drummer anyway? Well, but so so much of a front man. Come on, right? I know. And, and, I, I'm and just you know, trying to show a little bit of music knowledge that I well, know. and you know, Phil can, Phil Collins can't dance and he can't sing, and he's just standing here celebrating everything. I can't remember if that's the words. But he can feel it coming in there tonight. So there's yeah. that. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Here is the last one that I want to do. Uh, let's end here because this is okay. a a dumb place to end it. Uh, Yay. Tupelo, a, a terrible tragedy, actually. Yeah. Uh, there was a bishop of a ward in Tupelo. This is Mississippi, okay. who uh, passed all of a sudden, young person, mid mid to early 40s, I want to say. Um, there's an article about Gabe Rulowich, I think is how you would probably say that, who is now the new bishop of the Tupelo, Mississippi ward. And um, he's replacing... 
Joseph Childs, the former bishop uh, who died unexpectedly April 22nd at age 41. It's a horrible oh, tragedy. I horrible. I went on uh I went on to to read his obituary and you know how like uh, online obituaries you can come on and you can be like uh hey, you know, we miss this guy so much. It's just comment after comment after comment after comment. Wow. But here's the state of affairs of where we're in today that I am ashamed of who I am as a person because of this. What? Here here here's what I'm ashamed of. Okay, let's hear it. It does not tell me why he passed away. It does oh. not have a cause of death. And I spent easily an hour trying to see if there was something suspicious with it. Mm. Because of all these all these stories that we've had recently about, yeah. you know, people the, being poisoned. And, people being yeah. poisoned or like the person that was set up to be shot or all that. I don't right. think this is it at all. Yeah. I have no sort of indication that would be. And I further want to say no sort of like disrespect to this amazing person who served in right. this calling who was beloved by his community but when there is that little piece that's that they they yeah. say died unexpectedly and don't have that other piece mm -hmm. i'm not alone to go what happened so what is it what's going on what is this is this yeah. a, is this a thing yeah well and, and we would do that latter-day saint or not yes. you know because people yes. don't just pass away at 41 right unexpectedly and 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 actually sometimes they do i actually have a friend whose husband was like 22 and he just died in his sleep on like you know but, but, but something yeah yeah exactly and it was right. known after the fact you right. know and right. um but yeah it, it could yeah mm -hmm. i see what you're saying so so uh living my best life last thing and then we'll wrap this out go into the third block with nate nate eaton i have already given when i pass I want them to be as descriptive as possible in my, uh, in my obituary. He there died was so at much blood time. <laughs> he apparently wasn't able to hold on to his faculties. Any, 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 and everything of how I pass. Like if it's you know, he was being an idiot and texting while driving, and his head, whatever it is, however it is. I have given my afterlife directive to be as descriptive as possible as to my cause of death. I'm surprised you don't have somebody like ready to do interpretive dance or something. Well, the only other thing that I've determined, and my wife takes me very serious because I mean this, mm -hmm. uh, my uh, my service mm -hmm. will be no longer than an hour. That's part of Love the it. thing. And the the person will say the prayer at the end. Amen. And then the mm -hmm. mariachi band will will strike up. Yeah, we talked about this, Richie. That's it. We've Amen. I love it. Out. Done. All right, Nate, coming back in the third block. Thank you, Megan the Mitch Mitchell. Anytime. Literally. Good to see you, Richie. Anytime. Literally. Hey, you guys wanted to talk to you about a new voice app on the Amazon Alexa. It's made by the church, that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it's geared for kids and grandkids aged 4 to 11. It's called the Friend Magazine Skill, and it allows your kids to play the Friend Magazine from an Amazon Alexa smart speaker. Now, here's what's cool about it. Each month, it's going to include new stories and new music from the Friend Magazine. It's, uh, you know, a thing that your kids, they know what it is. In fact, if you said, hey, kids, enable the Friend Magazine skill, they've already done it before you even ask them. And the best part is it's free. It's built by the church, so there is no advertisements or any content that you need to worry about. And it's a fun, great way to help your kids learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called the Friend Magazine Skill 
be sure to enable it on your Amazon Alexa smart speaker. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, we are very honored uh, to be able to visit with Nate Eaton. Now, if you don't know Nate Eaton, he is with East Idaho News. Uh, follow the uh, Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell case from the very beginning. In fact, if you have seen the, where are your kids at in Hawaii? He's the, where are your kids? Where are your kids? That's Nate Eaton. He chased him down into Hawaii and uh, has been following the case. Nate, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me back. Good to chat with you. Uh, I'm excited to be able to get kind of uh, what, like a 50% update as far as this whole thing uh, with the Lori part sort of being closed, closed-ish for now. But I have to tell you before we go any further, uh, I was talking with my mom the other day and she said, and I'm going to do my best to not make my mom sound like she's 120, but she said, you know, this Nate Eaton, he does such a great job. Hi, yeah. mom. If you ever talk with him, and I said, yeah, mom, I've talked with him several times. I would actually, in fact, consider him a friend. I, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll tell him. She said, you know him? He he has done a phenomenal job, you know, really good about explaining all of the things so that people can just follow along and just committed. And then she says, I wonder if his family has seen him in the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, your mom's a good observer. So yeah. first of all, hi, mom. And yes, I uh, I was in Boise. So I for to set some context, Idaho Falls is about four hours away from Boise where the trial was held. And so I was in Boise for six weeks. And so I, I saw uh, my computer far more than I saw my kids. But I'm home now and uh, we're leaving on a weekend cruise. Uh, my parents' 50th anniversary is happening. So they're taking all the adult kids. And so it'll be nice to be with family. And hopefully nobody on the ship has followed this case. Because <laughs> um, I find everywhere I go, it's what people want to talk about, which is very nice. I'm flattered sure. and honored. And I appreciate your mom's kind words. But um you know, it's one of those cases, Richie, that probably in 10 years, people will still be talking about it. Sure. Because you can't wrap your mind around all of the craziness and the tragedy and, and, and everything that's involved in it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I have I'm seeing my family more now to answer your question. Yeah, I was excited. Uh, we, we actually if you pay attention, we have a little bit of a quick audio of one of your children uh, just a couple of weeks ago when the case ended. And, and, and I'll, I'll play that for you real quick. Who are you? Who are, are you? Are you my dad? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I don't mean to lay the guilt on the commitment that you have to following this case and the work that you've done in all seriousness. I know not just us here in the cultural hall. I know not just my mom, but every every single person that I've heard mention the case mentions the high caliber of which you have delivered the information about it. Well, that's very polite. Honestly, uh, we got to give credit to the prosecutors, to the uh, police, to the investigators who as many hours as I may have put in, they have lived and breathed this 
constantly since November of 2019. I mean, that was pre-COVID. That was it seems like so long ago. Uh, and these guys, and they had a case to prove. I mean, they had they had to get the evidence and find the experts and line it all up. So I, I'm just doing my job reporting the news. And uh, the court system can be complex and hard to understand. And so you know, my job, my goal is to try to make it easy to comprehend, not make it boring, not sensationalize it because, man, this is one story you could really sensationalize and get more eyeballs. But uh, I don't think there's any need for that. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned we're far from over. Lori will be sentenced July 31st. It's it's likely she'll get life in prison. She could get a couple of life sentences because she was found guilty on all counts. And then we have Chad's trial, which uh, will likely happen next summer if he doesn't do a plea agreement. And then we have Lori, who's facing more charges in Arizona, conspiracy to commit murder on her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, and conspiracy to commit murder on Brandon Boudreaux, her 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 nephew or former nephew. So a big part of it's over, but there's still a lot more ahead. What's what's the play? I know uh, as far as Lori goes, uh, death penalty is not on the table for her, but for for Chad, it still is. Is there any thought that it could be just like one 25 years and we could be seeing Lori and, you know, 25 years in the future being able to get out? Or is it most assuredly just how many life sentences she's going to get? I mean, there's always a chance. The judge has full discretion on that. I don't. I. I don't foresee a. a I don't foresee her walking out in 25 years. These are. I mean, three. You have two murder charges, three conspiracy murder charges, and a grand theft. And then in Arizona, you've got the conspiracy to commit murder charges. So I think that we'll we'll likely see life. And in Idaho, if you're sentenced to a fixed sentence of life, there's no parole. So a lot of people are worried, could she get parole in 25 years? If the judge says, I'm going to sentence you 50 years to life, then in 50 years, you could get out on parole. But um, that's up to the judge. And right now they're doing a big pre-sentence investigation. A, an investigator comes in and interviews Lori if she'll cooperate, her family, and then makes a recommendation to the judge on what a sentence could be. But the judge has full discretion. Chasing down the Arizona part of it, how does that work? So she'll be sentenced in Idaho and then are they like, pack your bags, we're going to Arizona and doing this whole thing again? Or or what does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Arizona has said that they'll wait until she's sentenced and then they they have indicated they want to extradite her, meaning send her down there to Arizona to await those charges. Now she could fight that and her attorney could say, listen, we're going to keep her in Idaho until the trial is ready in Arizona, or maybe they make a plea agreement where she goes down there and appears and pleads guilty. So I, I think that's to be determined. Um, the fact is, though, that Maricopa County has indicated they want to pursue these charges and they want to extradite her. So we could have two more trials for her. And I know that's what Charles Vallow, her fourth husband, that's what his family wants. They yeah. want her to, to, to have a trial in Arizona. Which to some people may seem a little punitive. It's like, listen, she's already going away for life, assuming that that's what the sentence is. But justice truly served when she faces for those particular, you know, crimes and, and in that particular area. So what what does this change then um, for Chad? So is is there any and I know a lot of people who sort of speculated this, that one would point the finger to the other. Is there any chance that Chad can be like, yeah, Lori. It was all her guys. You already got her. You got the one who did all this. I'm just, I, I was there for some of it. It was on my property. 
any chance that he'll get anything less than life? I mean, sure, there is a chance, but what what uh, what do you think is the position there from his defense? Well, you would think that would be his defense, that point the finger at Lori and, and Alex, her dead brother. Lori could have done a lot more of that in her trial, pointed the finger at Chad, but she did not want to. In fact, the, the at the closing arguments where her attorney kind of, I don't want to say threw Chad out of the bus, but pointed the finger at him and he called her, uh, he called Chad's books stupid. Lori was very upset. She was very upset. Visibly, you could see it in the courtroom. Didn't want to speak to him. The fact that her attorney would throw Chad under the bus. So uh, Chad may, may take the same approach where he does not go after Lori, but I imagine that would be the approach to take. I'm sure that he's seriously considering a plea agreement at this point because she was found guilty on everything. They have more evidence on Chad. As you mentioned, the kids were on his property. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the condition is though he would have to admit that he killed Tammy, his wife. That is a condition that her family wants in order for, to agree to a plea agreement. And uh, that, that would be a big thing for him to admit publicly that I mm-hmm. killed my wife. So, I'm sure that they're coming up with some strategy. I know that he's going to read through all of the transcripts of Lori's trial and listen to the audio and find out what evidence they had. And, and then we'll see what he does from there. And is the, is the reason why he would take a plea? So he avoids the death penalty. Is that, is that, that's basically the only reason he would do that. I, yeah. I, I think that's all prosecutors would say. You either, you either go to trial and you get, you could face the death penalty or as part of a plea agreement, life in prison, no parole. We save the trial, we save the money, and and you go away for life. I think those would be the only options. I don't, I don't foresee the prosecutor saying, you know, okay, in ten years you can be out. Uh, I'm sure Chad would ask for that, and and maybe <laughs> it's not a life sentence. Maybe it's like four hundred year sentences, or or however they do it, where he's sure. not going to walk again. Does he face assuming he's guilty? Assuming he's guilty, he is still presumed innocent. He has not been convicted. Uh, assuming you know he is found guilty or does plead guilty, is is he implicated in either uh, Charles, the Charles Vallow, or the ban- Brandon Boudreaux, or is he absent of those two cases? He has not been charged, and the prosecutors in Arizona say they don't think they have enough evidence that a jury would convict him. So, yeah, he as of now, I mean, that that could change down the line should they choose to indict. But they have said publicly that as of now, Lori so far is the only one facing charges in Arizona. So the big significant dates as we sort of round this out, uh, the 31st of July is when uh, Lori will be sentenced and then walk us through some other timeline stuff. So 31st of July is when she's sentenced. We then will hear what Arizona is going to do. They could move her down to Arizona as early as this summer, late summer, early fall. And the wheels of justice go slow. So I don't foresee a trial there for her if everything goes as planned until maybe next year. As for Chad, his attorney really wants the trial next June. And he said it will be 12 weeks. It's a death penalty case. Uh, the judge hasn't set a date on that, but but... You know, Lori had 60 witnesses in her trial. They've got to coordinate at least 60 witnesses for him and scheduling and all that. So I foresee if he goes to trial, that happening next summer, maybe late spring. Are conditions better uh, for Lori in Arizona than they would be in Idaho if she's awaiting the trial down there as opposed to just serving time in Idaho? Well, the jail she's in now in Rexburg is actually uh, 
a nice facility and they have good food, which <laughs> they actually have like a chef who comes in and the inmates help prepare it. And if you're going to go to jail in Eastern Idaho, go for Madison, some other jails, it's like pot pies and frozen biscuits. Um, that's what Chad gets every day. So, but that, that will change once she's sentenced to life in prison or prison in general, she then goes to the prison, you know, the hardcore prison, not a local yep. jail. And, uh, you know, th there it's it's pretty strict. If she goes to Arizona, she'll go back to the Maricopa County Jail. So I know a lot of people are like, what's the difference? The jail is the local facility. The prison is the state facility. Um, prisons, it's a lot more, uh, by all indications, rough. Uh, you know, not as many benefits as a local jail. So I'm not sure how the jail facility is in Arizona. And then if she's found guilty of life there, I don't know where she'll serve the time in Arizona or in Idaho. I think they'd have to come up with some sort of agreement. Does it matter? Yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I, yeah. I just am curious. Uh, like, well, listen, other than I, the, ta the taxpayers of one of the states will pay for it. It's just a bunch of taxpayers yelling, "You take her! Ah, you yeah. take her! We don't want her!" So, yeah. uh, so next June, then have you already broken it to your kids that you're like, listen, enjoy dad. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to spend all summer in a courtroom next year. That, that's, that's what I know for sure. Uh, but well, I'll go, I'll go. And I plan to go to Arizona. I mean, this is one of those stories. I was there from the beginning. I have to be there till the end and, and, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. If it happens in June, it'll, it'll happen in June. I'm just kind of glad it's not over Christmas. Sure. So that's, that's not... uh, on a, on a personal side note, how has it affected you? What what sort of takeaways? Is it just been exhaustion? Has it been, and you would hate to maybe say it this way, but like I I imagine there's some part of you that looks at this as like a a professional accomplishment that you're just like man what a challenge and that you were able to rise to it. You'd never want this to happen. That's not what I'm saying, but like as you sort of reflect on in this sort of pause period of this whole case, like what what do you find your mind going to? What are you thinking? You know, I was surprised at how emotional the verdict was. Um, it it it, uh, it it's hard to explain unless you were in the courtroom. But what what got me is um, I walked out of the courtroom after the verdict was read. All the media was running out to do their live shots, and as I walked out of the courtroom, lining the hallway was all of the officers who spent so much time working on this. And the grandparents were emotional; they were crying. And this huge officer, he's like six foot seven and just a big dude. He he had tears running down his cheeks, and he grabbed me and pulled me in and gave me this big bear hug. And um, I started to cry, and I, I I'm I'm not emotional a lot of the time, especially when I cover my job. But I, I then walked down the stairs to go outside and I walked really slow thinking all of this three and a half years just came came here to the guilty verdict. I mean, and, and actually went on on our website and did a live shot and kind of became emotional there that that the guilty verdict had come in. So it was emotion. It was uh, exhaustion. It's It's been relief. Um, without a doubt, professionally, people recognize me for the story. Um, and that that was never a goal of, of mine. I just, you know, report the news. So it's a, it's a little a little bit of everything. I'm just glad that, you know, one big step is over and to see these families finally get there. And I think the sentencing hearing is going to be emotional on the 31st. All the victims get to read it, take the stand and look at Lori and share their thoughts if they want.
They can write a letter. It's called victim impact statements. I mean, I've I've covered these and they're very emotional. This this sentencing hearing will last hours. And then Lori will likely get a chance to say something if she wants. And other other defendants have apologized or cried or expressed remorse. Honestly, I'm not expecting that from her based on on her reactions. It would be something if she did say something or she can remain silent. So, yeah, it's it's been a, a mix of emotions, but it, it's nice to have a break. Yeah. Well, again, can't I can't say enough uh, on behalf of myself, other people and, of course, my mom. What a great job you did. Uh, Thank you, Mom. And continue to do with it. I'm excited to be able to visit with you again. We'll probably have you come back in after the sentencing and talk about what that experience was like, all those victim impact statements. If there's anything else that happens along the way, uh, of course, you know, we're in contact with each other. We'll invite you back in to tell sure. us about it. Uh, and as always, appreciate you being able to take a, a little bit of time. I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back.